So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents the Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. Sitting up here warm as hell in the Bluff City Media Studios. <clears throat> Haven't been here in a couple weeks. Last time we were here, it was cold as shit. Woo! Me and my boy Paris is in this joint, man. Shivering in this joint. Nose running and everything, man. Extremely cold. <laughs> it was cold. Look at the cold. thermostat. It was like 32 in this joint. Like, man, what in the world? <laughs> Wasn't no. it like legit like 55 in here or something like no, that? No, it was, it was like... No, but that jump, yeah, it was like, yeah, probably 50 something, yeah. But it was cold as shit yeah. last time we did a show, man. Um, but we are here. It's warm. It is warm outside. It's about 50 something degrees today. It's a high. Uh, the 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 water advisory broke as we were coming in today. So, so what'd you do? Tell I, about I tell ran my ass to the bathroom <laughs> and started chugging sink water. <laughs> man, bro, this kind of stuff gets me so But I hate winter weather, man. Like, I, I'm, I, I am the preferred to be cold over a hot guy because I can put I can put on layers. Yeah. But if you're hot, you're just gonna be hot as shit. But uh yeah, man. But extreme cold, like snow and ice. Like this whole time, man, I I got I got out and drove yeah. every day doing this stuff, no matter what the conditions were, man. Like somewhere in my neighborhood close. Like I can't just be no, it drives me nuts for my own mental health. Like I said, I had to get out, man. Um, but I was back <clears throat> We're back in the studio today, man. Uh, everybody health-wise is good. It's no wonder our sinuses are still messing up, man. It's like 57 degrees now. <laughs> right, right, Rainy right. outside. Yeah. It was like yeah. 30 two days ago. Uh -huh. Then it was 10 before. I mean, it's wild, man. Yeah. Like I said, I did chug some water as soon as the boil water advisory was lifted. Been farting ever since then, so I don't know if it was smart as moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you might be in trouble, bro. I might have got a little residue you from, might the, from, the, from the old bacteria. Probably should let that just run a lot <laughs> for a good thirty seconds while we're there. Clean out them pipes. Yeah, let the pipes uh, run a little bit. But uh, we are here again, man. Something else that happened uh, while the snow and winter weather was going on is that the Tiger basketball team lost two games. Hey, man, <laughs> during the storm. <laughs> Yeah. The first game is, hey, don't worry about coming out today, y'all. Take, take your time. Like, stay at home for this one. <laughs> then they going to lose that game. Yeah. You go from hey, you go from the sixth main, like we need y'all here to, hey, yeah. don't worry about it, y'all. And I saw some people got bad. Like, how do you do that? Why do you do that? I will say this, though, man. Like, I think people kind of knew the storm was going. Like, they knew what they were going into. Yeah. I think the added don't bring, don't come thing might have been a little bit too much. I don't think you need to do that. But I'm not saying it's the reason why they lost. I just thought that was kind of strange to just say, hey, don't come out tonight, y'all. Like, I think people know. Watch like, ESPN. They, yeah, they got their own – they've got their own discretion for that. I think – I don't know. But, you know, y'all know Mildred wasn't going to get out no damn snow and ice. But it was a pretty <laughs> good turnout for that. Tigers did lose that game. And, man, I tell you, man, I'm sitting at the house. And that was the same night that Gigi went off, right? Yep. All right, so – Tell you about my night, if I can remember. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. First of all, my my sleep is super thrown off, right? Yeah. Throughout this whole thing, so I I'm watching the Tigers. So I'm extremely tired because I've been going to sleep like taking naps in the middle of the day, like that type of stuff. So I'm like I'm extremely tired when the Tiger game is coming on. So the Tigers get up by like 20. So I say, okay, here's my grand plan, right? I'm going to. Go to sleep on this Tiger game. This is a W. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to set my alarm for 10 because the Grizzlies got a game that comes on at 9, right? 
Right. So I said, I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm going to wake up at 10, right? So I said, I'll catch the second half of this Tiger game. I woke up at my alarm. Um, I woke up before my alarm, and I go to the Tiger game, and we're up three with like two minutes ago. I'm like, like, what, what the hell happened? What happened? So the Tigers lose that game. Um, and then I went to bed, and, and when I went to sleep, FAU was getting beat by like 10 points right. in their game. I look up, both games have the exact same score. It's like 69 to 66 with two minutes left in both games. FAU's up. They end up winning by double digits. Tigers lose that game, ugly loss. And then Penny just started talking. <laughs> Penny just starts talking, man. Jeez. He's like, he's, he's opening up Pandora's box and, hey, I got dudes on this team. They can't play together. And I, I got to avoid that type of stuff. I'm I like, can't right. play these lineups. I'm they like, like, man. It. It seems like his seems like his sons get along with everybody. <laughs> his, sons, his sons are cool. Seems <laughs> <laughs> like he can put uh, Jaden and uh, Jaden Ashton Ashton can play with anybody. They're kind of conduits, you yeah. know. What I mean? <laughs> Dude, that is funny. That is talk about Pandora's box. You just opened Pandora's box. Oh right there. man, Penny just like uh, here's my thing, bro. I am a <laughs> interesting thing about the Memphis market, especially like with this old, not this current um, media relations team. Like the one before them? Yeah. When, like, anybody could come to the game. Anybody. <laughs> it was like, hey, you got a podcast? Hey, you got a, you on a camera? Oh, your phone? You on the phone? Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, it, but it was like that level of, like, media coverage. Like, this Memphis market is the only market where the coach of a team has literal fans who cover him, fans of him who cover the team. It's definitely calmed down over the last yeah, couple of yeah, years. because they've kind of rooted out a lot but of But prior to that, you're a, a lot of naysayers. A lot of naysayers have right. been <laughs> Man, there was a dude that used to come to every Tiger availability and game. I'm aware. <laughs> Mug. Because I went, I went to one game, bro. <laughs> God. It's my... I'm about to say something that people bad, bro. <laughs> we used to try to find out, like, how quickly, like, were you smoking weed before you walked into the into the uh, availability? Man, hey. it was so high every time he came into hey. availability. I was in that joint like, hey, it's, it's a future being naysayers. <laughs> Remember, like, I, like, I'm feeling, like, all right, bro, who, who's, who's signing this off, bro? <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable, man. <laughs> I had, I had a, uh, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Wendy Thomas one time, and she was putting this story together about uh, asking a question: Does sports really bring people together? Right? And she was talking about, uh, I was reading the article, and she says. Um, like when you talk about stuff being like mixed, like, um, uh, like intergen, like intergender. What's it called, man? Like churches when it's like black and white people there. What's it called? Uh, 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 interracial. No, no. that ain't what that ain't the word I'm looking for. Um, multi multicultural, multicultural, right? Multicultural. You talk about like multicultural church. She was like, that's not really. In the article, she was saying that's not really a real thing. And she said, because once it gets a certain level of whatever the minority is, right, the 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 used to be majority is gonna say, okay, y'all got it, big dog, we gone. <laughs> like, there's a certain number. Like, it's it's never gonna be truly multicultural. At one point, it's gonna be too black, right? So yeah, at that point, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm the dude who will say, all right, man, let's uh let's just diversify this boy. Where the brothers at, baby? I was like, all right, man. Let's somebody put some restraints on this. He said, we're segregation. Went out I'm at the tiger game, like, all right, I'm feeling like Mildred. All right, there's a little bit too black in here. 
But no, shout out to all the independent journalists, man. I'm joking. I know y'all get mad. Please, then, please know that's all I get a the, joke, I get man. the wokey note, wokey woke black people who get mad at me sometimes. They get mad when I made the joke about uh, Orange Mound and Mikey. So I'm sure they'll be furious about. Um, I, I actually did enjoy that time. There was a lot of guys that I knew that yeah. were independent journalists who were able to do their thing. And shame on you, University of Memphis, who just got a uh, nobody but Leon. <laughs> Ain't nobody in the building but Leon, man. No, yeah, Leon, Cody, who else? Part is a non-white person. Um, Avery Braxton. Avery Braxton, yeah. We got brothers in there. That's our guy, man. Oh, I used to be black as shit back there, man. He used to be so, man, it was so many brothers at one time at covering Tiger basketball, man. What happened, man? Man, anyway. I, here's my thing, man. <laughs> I don't want to stay on that long. No, we don't need to stay on that too long. <laughs> Let, just me, be, let me move on. Let just me be move good on. at just be good at what you yeah, do. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know why you even say that. That's how I have to say this, man. <laughs> like Tiger basketball, right? Like so they lost two games. I've said this on Twitter. This is one of the most talented teams in the country. I don't care about it. they lost to South Florida without BB Walton. There was no BB Walton did not walk through that that door, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to people who, if you know, you know BB Walton. BB uh, Walton didn't walk through that door. Um, uh, 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 Keelan Nor, uh, who else? KJ Nor, uh, Dietrich Dietrich Lawson also didn't walk through for Tulane. Ch- Chan- oh yeah, no, <laughs> KJ didn't walk through yeah, that door. Dietrich never played for him. But I'm just saying, right. even if he was there, right? He didn't, you know. Johnny Lawson didn't come through that door anyway either for Tulane. Right. Um, probably shouldn't have lost that game on the road either. But you lost two games. Yeah, they're a very talented team. <sighs> Shit is just weird at Memphis, man. It's going to be weird. We like in the case of in in the span of what six months, you had Mikey Williams on this team, and then he, like he's living in Orange Mound. Penny don't even know he didn't know he did that type shit. Um, he's had to talk about he can't play. He can't wait to play with Javon Quinley. Right. Then it get he gets best backcourt in the country. We think he's going to jail. That right. don't happen. He's got a misdemeanor. Then he goes to South. He goes to. Central Florida. Central Florida, because he thinks he can play now. Now people say he probably ain't going to play there at all. <laughs> like, man, it's just it's the wild shit that happens. You had Jordan Brown, who people thought was going to be like the fulcrum of this offense. Everything's going through him. Right. That never happened. He's gone. Now he's back. Now he's back. Went to fat camp. Lost like 15 pounds. Tiger basketball, man. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be some dramatically entertainment stuff, entertaining stuff. Jeff Calkins said this is the two-year anniversary of keep my name out your whatever Penny said. <laughs> Stop asking me stupid, stupid effing, effing questions. questions, bro. Stop yeah. playing with me. All that. It's, it's it is it is part of the Penny Hardaway experience. But see, man. here's 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 what I'll say to that. Mm-hmm. It is a part of there is there is drama on every team. But we There's had always, we had a good shit. But we have that good stuff. I right? shit hit better. <laughs> but I shit, bro. I shit better than other folks shit, bro. My only thing <laughs> is I really. I really like people will use Penny's honesty to his favor mm-hmm. until they decide not to. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and I think that Penny is notorious for being ultra honest. Mm-hmm. He said Efric Barnes, <laughs> Barnes in a press conference. Mm-hmm. We want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. All this I forgot about Efric Barnes. <laughs> right? Like he'll say all that kind of stuff and people go crazy. Uh-huh. And my response to it is, man, I love that honesty. I love it that he talks mm-hmm. honest. But at times, man, I just want to tell him, just, hey, man, we don't need to know all this. Yeah. Like, it's okay. I ain't lie to me. I, 
It's okay. That's, that's what I got to say, man. Like, if Penny Hardaway wasn't our coach, right? Right. Like, you have some people who think, all right, fire Penny. You know, everybody, we're a top 25 program of all time. We aren't. Like, we're not a top 25 program of all time because there's been several national champions in my life. We've never won any of them. So you're not a top 25. There's been at least 44. Right, <laughs> exactly. So you're not, you're not a top 25 we've been college to, basketball We've been program. to one in our lifetime. And, like, kids don't give a damn about, you know, Two in our what lifetime. you did in – 1984, like they don't right. care about it. Like you're not a and and there's there's a segment of people who think, well, if you fire Penny, this is a big time job. And no, like we, I saw Tubby Smith here, and I saw FedEx Forum like struggling to get people at games. Right, and I saw the Grizzlies being like, hey, y'all in violation of y'all lease. <laughs> I saw that, bro. And 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 yeah, you're kind of in a situation with Penny where it's like you got to deal with the bad with the good because he's. Uh, people, uh, people get mad at me when I say this too. Penny Hardaway is bigger than the, the University of Memphis basketball program. Like, I don't care what people uh, that may make you angry. Sorry, that's the reality of it. And I think that you're in for if you're still in this conference, you're still in the AAC. There's no difference if Penny Hardaway gets them and says, "Okay, I'm gone." You're no different than the two lanes, US, US, USF, UTSA's. You're on the same level of those teams. Like, I, I don't get mad at me. Getting the comments, get mad. That's you can be, you can live in this world delusion if you want to. But Penny Hardaway is he's bigger than this conference. He's bigger than this program, and he in and, and you hear people say we're, we're the number ten team in the country, losing to so and so and so. You're leaving the key part out. You're the number ten team in the country, and I don't. If you if Penny Hardaway is gone, I don't know who you think you're getting as coach. But good luck thinking that dude is gonna have you be the number ten team in the country. You know what I mean? So I think this team is super talented. I'll tell you two quick things. I'm gonna get out the way because we got Paris Sharky here today uh, for to sit down with Sam. I'm gonna give to make two quick statements, Kenny. I'm gonna slide up out of here. I'm gonna get your quick thoughts on these. Um, it's a team full of guys who. Uh, this is about David Jones. <laughs> um, I'll say this: Never in my 44 years of life. And I probably started watching Tiger basketball when I was five or six years old. So in my 38, 39 years of being a Tiger basketball fan, I've seen a lot of dudes where I said, okay, that's that dude. On that's that team. guy. Yep. I've seen – it start out to me, it was Elliot Perry. You know? Right. Um, one part of my life, I remember some fragments of Andre Turner, but to me, the first star was Elliot Perry. Then it was Penny. Penny. You had Penny Hardaway. You had Derrick Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts. Right. Sunday Adebayo. You right. know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, I could give you some dudes, man, like – like through the years, you know what I mean. Uh, Sean Banks, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, Dietrich, uh, that D Dietrich Lawson, you know what I mean. Uh, 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 Washington, what's his name? Darius, uh, Darius Washington. Washington. I could go through. Like it's been dudes who've been that dude. There's never been a dude that I really can't get behind who's been this cold like David Jones. Man, like dude is cold. He is a hooper. He is like one of the best players I've ever seen. Put on Jeremiah Martin. All I've seen all these dudes come through here, man. I, it's hard for me to get behind that dude, and I can't really put a finger on. It. Yeah, um, and I think that like I can, I don't think we've had a guy. I might be in delusion. I might be wrong about this. I can't think. Of, I don't think we've had a guy that other teams don't like as much as him. He just seems like a really hated dude, and I don't. I'm not saying I don't like him as a player. I mean, he plays for the Tigers and he's good as shit. So I'm cheering for him. I don't think I like that dude to play for us, man. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a couple things going on with this team, and we'll go to the break. Um, you got guys who all were either the dude or next to the dude at the schools they went for, played for, and most of those guys, their teams were ass except for Quinley, right? Right. 
Right. Javon went to two straight and Sweet 16. These guys were made some type of promise or had some level of expectation coming here. And that probably was this is last chance you for me. You know what I mean? Like I've I've I'm still in college basketball for a reason. I'm not a pro, but this is probably my last chance to get there, right? Or go pro when I say pro, I mean professional player, whether it be NBA, overseas, whatever. This is my last chance to really show I'm that level of player. Right. And I think you got a bunch of guys on this team who are like, okay, there's only one dude who Penny really lets do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're telling the rest of us to go be his backup dancers or his, you know, it's one David Ruffin and we're the Temptations. You know what I mean? So I, I think there's a lot of that that's going on on this team. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Malcolm Dandridge for giving the best answer possible when it came down to Jordan Brown. Yep. I don't believe that shit. Like, I, like bro, I see you, Malcolm. Like, I see you when the game's going on, man. Like, I hear you at the podium, but I see you when the actual games are going on. So I, I think there's... And that's all human nature, bro. Like that, I don't, I don't knock Malcolm for, I mean, if he feels a way. I don't knock him for feeling that way. I don't knock Jaquan uh, Walton. What's his name? Jaquan. Jaquan Walton. I don't knock him if he feels a way about David Jones. And I'm not saying this is real. I'm just saying, just throwing out stuff. I don't feel a way about any of this stuff. Like, like, uh, what's my boy? That's uh, certain. What's his name? Jordan. Nick Jordan. Jordan. I don't feel a way if people are like, damn man, dude's a goof. Like. He's good, really good at times. Yeah. He's super goofy at times. Like, why is that dude starting and finishing games? If there are guys like, damn, like, what, I got to be a, a, a Hardaway, either blood or adopted son to right. get some love right here? I mean, I, if that was – I understand all those things. It's human nature, bro. But I think this team is talented enough that they'll – and has enough pride where they say, okay, man, we'll figure this out. We'll start playing defense the whole game. We'll defer to whoever we need to defer to. And we'll take care of what we got to take care of. And uh, like I said, I don't, I'm not really – um, tripping about any of this stuff, I think they'll. I think they'll figure these things out. I think they'll work these things out in due time, man. But um, I think the conversation would have been totally different if Penny hadn't come out and said what he said. Oh, Penny been tripping, man. Like Penny been honestly, <laughs> honestly, like that USF <laughs> game, losing that game, the conversation leading up to that two lane. Hey, I told him, man. Hey, hey, was was a was all about the comments that Penny made. And it was dissecting and making up story, like because nobody knows, right? Like nobody knows mm -hmm. the issues that he's talking about. We can assert things, we can say things, we can say we think this probably is what it is. But if if those broad comments, those like really broad comments that he made, my response to it is either don't say it at all or yeah. start ethering people, right? Yeah. Like names. Yeah. So that so that there's not the conversation around. Well, who is it then? Is it right. everybody hates David? Is it mm -hmm. Jaquan and Ashton don't like each other? Is it Jaquan? Who is it that they don't like? Who is it that is having the issues? And that becomes a conversation because here's mm -hmm. the thing, man. In the grand scheme of things, Tigers have lost two games. They're mm -hmm. fifteen and four. Um, uh, they've lost two games in conference. Mm -hmm. A lot of teams are losing games in conference right. because basketball. Well, think, yeah, all across the country, college basketball. Because of the transfer portal, because of NIL, NIL is the parity in college basketball mm -hmm. is absolutely different than it was a few years right. ago. And you don't have a lot of freshmen on the court. Everybody's putting fielding right. experienced teams. Experienced teams. Yeah. There's a freshman lot. basketball players are becoming extinct in college basketball, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Which is wild. Yep. No, it's 100%. Yep. But I, I just think it's going to be go fine. Ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let me ask you this. I want to go ahead and get Parrish in. What, do you think the stuff that Penny is putting out in these press conferences, do you think he's just like babbling or like he's like diarrhea at the mouth? Or there's some type of strategy, like he's trying to use the media to motivate his team. Like he's throwing, like throwing guys out there with the intention of embarrassing them or making them want to get this shit together. I'm I'll never to. understand intentionally embarrassing somebody, mm -hmm. so I, I refuse to believe that that's what he's trying to do. So you think he's just out there running at the mouth? I think that. <laughs> 
I think that there is a level of honesty and a level of even... I'm trying really hard to not say what I really think because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I think Penny... I think Penny is trying really hard to prove that he's not the problem in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that yeah. there is and I don't and, and and again, I'll say this. I'm not in the team like fire Penny like like a lot of folks. Because you've got a brain. Because I've got a brain, because mm-hmm. I'm not a dummy. But I do think that there is a lot of mm-hmm. issues that Penny brings to the table when it comes to leading a team, leading an organization. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the problems is I think he he doesn't want to he never wants to say I'm the problem yeah like I I need to fix some stuff that I'm doing right um and that to me is is a problem well I'll say this as we go to the break man uh deal with this shit y'all because I mean yeah I mean Penny Penny has his organization by the balls man oh yeah it's his organization in in the conference Mm -hmm. that we're in right now whatever guy you think is going to be this coach is going to be a follow-up like you're not going to get Without a doubt, you're not going to get the level of players. Penny makes this this organization relevant, right? And don't think. First of all, if when Rick Stansberry leaves here, he's going to go get another job. Like he's going to go get another head coaching job. I don't. I don't particularly think he would. I don't. I don't. I don't come on, man. No. No. He, no. Stop. Like he ain't Penny. And and all these. All, oh, I'm about to get almost something triggered me, man. All these media members out here, like. Saying all this shady shit like Rick is doing all the recruiting. Man, stop, stop it. it, man. Stop it. Y'all better stop playing with, with uh, one cent, man. That's ridiculous. And I'm a one cent stand. I'm a one cent fan. I've been critical about Penny in the past, but yeah, man, there's a lot to be. Y'all, cri- better, y'all better stop playing, bro. There's like, a lot to be critical about yeah. Penny in regards to the way that he yeah. runs his team. The one thing you cannot do is try to replace him as somebody who's not the most important figure in that in that entire building. He has he controls everything that goes on there, and. If he leaves, I agree with you. A lot of the stuff you're gonna you're, you'll see it. A lot of the if he ever decides to leave, at, 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 and number one, it'll be his decision. Mm-hmm. Number two, you'll you will see people with money removing their support. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a cold winter in this MF too. And, but again, that's the dire straits of this right. thing. We're not we're not even at that point. I better stop this playing. This team's man. gonna be fine. They're gonna I be stop fine. playing. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, they're gonna be all right, man. They're gonna, they're, like I said, the team's super talented. They'll figure it out, man. But my guy Paris Shark is about to join us. About to go to break. Sit down with same with my boy. We have a good time each and every Wednesday. Paris comes on. Sure, we'll do that again this week. We'll see you guys in a minute here on the Edge of the Saints show. It's just weird. No, it's just, just weird. don't even do it. Just don't even. It's not even weird. Just move it's it just, on. Draymond, shut up. <laughs> it's fair. Be quiet. You you know you're you know you this is this is about as real as LeBron's retirement last year, okay? <laughs> you were never gonna retire. You're saying you're gonna retire because of your self-inflicted wounds? Because yeah, of what because you, of what you did? did? Stop with the that's just drama for the sake of trying to create drama. Yeah. And try to be it. Draymond playing a victim card. Kind of. That's, That's sort of what weird. he was trying to do. It was. That is it was. No, what don't doing. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You're not a victim. You never no. have been. No. In fact, you've been enabled this long to act this sure. way. This has happened before, and Adam finally decided to come, you know, uh, pass a harsh punishment down. Yeah. And it was 
well deserved. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Do you think if you spot an NBA team 30 points, they would still come back and win? Against who? A college team. A good college team. Yes. 30 points. You think they can come back and... What if I said 40 points? What is the breaking point? What are you saying? That the the NBA team is down 30 points? Yeah, they're basically negative 40 at the start of the game. Negative 30, negative 40. I don't know, TJ. This like What team? Who's on it? We're we talking like that. the national championship team? Like and, UConn last year versus... No, let's say... Uh, Let's just use Villanova because that's who we played versus the Pistons. You think they come back and win that? I mean, we went on a 24 to nothing run. They yeah. were letting you make that run. What are you saying? 30 point? Yeah. I 30 to nothing to start the game, Villanova? Yeah. I think the Pistons can probably win. You think so? Yeah. It's a lot of points. I know it's a lot. I don't know. This is a dumb conversation. It's also an NBA team. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. We back in the studio this week again. My man, Perry Shark is in the building. We in this job, man. Hoodie weather season is back, man. We've been snowed mm-hmm. in. Man, I think the frozen tundra will be back in the warm, comfortable oh, yeah, now elements. Rainy. <laughs> the comfortable elements of the studio right here at Bluff City Media, so, man. Now, you remember last time we did a show, it was cold, it was cold as shit. Cold. God, <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> like, nose running everything. Like, All right, bro, we better get about this joint. But, yeah, but we're back feeling good in this joint, man. I don't know if the heat is working or if we just don't need the heat because it's like 50-some degrees yeah, outside. But outside. The window's not open. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might be what it is for sure, man. But we're back in studio with my man, Perry Sharkey. Each and every Wednesday here on the Anthony Sane Show, a lot of things going on. And uh, we opened the show talking about Tiger basketball today, so we'll definitely talk about some of that. And there's a plethora of crazy things to talk about. Um, something I want to talk to you about for sure, man, is that I've, I'm at a very chilled, relaxed mode right now when it comes down to the Grizzlies. Like, nothing really bothers me one way or another, you know what I mean? But I see some people, whether it's in post-game shows, whether right. it's in uh, uh, with the spaces, or just on the timeline, on Twitter, whatever, who are really, like, over-hyped about stuff that's going on right now. Now, there was a point in the season where, in that first 25 games of the season, where I was like, all right, I hope this time is kind of showing y'all that yeah. Taylor Jenkins isn't the guy that y'all think he is. And not saying let's fire Taylor Jenkins, but just, you know, you're kind of seeing that, okay, like, he's not really that great of a coach. Because great, like I gave all the reasons. Great coaches figure out ways to win mm-hmm. certain types of games. We yep. weren't seeing that type of stuff. And we saw him, like, uh, screwing around with Vince Williams when, you know, he would have a great game. You're not playing yeah, the next playing game. Much, yep. there, there was a starting lineup that had Santi Aldama at the three and Jacob Gillard as your starting point guard mm-hmm. when you had other options <laughs> available. Like, that was a real thing. You know what I mean? So all these type of things we talked about throughout that time. But I'm at the point now, man, where I'm like, and I think I'm in the majority, but I'm not really sure if I am or not. But I, I'm just – I talked to Keith Parrish about this last week too. And Keith was like, you know, man, I want to win some games. I don't want to just go out there and develop guys and just throw out, you know, bullshit lineups. 
And I'm like, we got the win the other night, you know what I mean, against uh, Toronto. And I was happy about that. Like, but I'm in a very chill mode. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens. I'm not getting upset one way or another about any of this. How are you, how are you digesting the games these days? Uh, especially when you still got half the season left to go, yeah. literally half the season left to go. So how are you digesting games? Of course, I'm chill. You know, I'm chill most of the time mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely chill now, especially like, Think about that Minnesota game. I'm just happy they competing. Like, yeah. that Minnesota game, I was like, man, I just hope they don't get blown out on national TV. And they went in, came out in the first three quarters, great. Then, of course, I got a little frustrated with Jenkins for mm-hmm. mainly the Jaron Jackson foul thing where you survived the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, once he got a field foul, you took him right back out. Mm-hmm. At that point, you can't survive no more minutes without him. He got to learn how to play through yeah. foul trouble. So, yeah. things like that, that was like, uh, why he didn't just let him play? But, overall, not mad we lost the game. That's the fact you competed. Mm-hmm. And you got to that point you had to lead and you lost it to a team that's no one seed in the West. Right. I was satisfied, right? And since then it's just like it ain't much to get mad about. You're missing four of your five starters mm-hmm. and your six man, Brandon Clark. See, right. you're missing five of your top six players. I'm not getting mad at anything you right. do the rest of the season. Yeah, it's really. like I don't really care, man. It's yeah. like cause people <laughs> it's like the whole thing with Zaire is like, okay. He you gotta play somebody. Right. It's like <laughs> he's gotta play somebody. Then it's like, okay, if it was February the ninth. I would feel a way about the amount of minutes Zaire mm-hmm. was getting. But, like, right now when the trade deadline is in a few weeks right. and you know they're probably trying to showcase guys, I'm like, I don't Try. care about any of that, man. We've, there are certain things that you cannot put back in the bottle. There are certain – the two paces out of the tube on yeah. two guys. We know that Vince Williams is good and we know Gigi Jackson is good. Mm-hmm. How they really use them the rest of this season or whether they have good games and bad games the rest of the season, I don't really care about that because I believe they've identified those two guys exactly. as two hits. And I mean, I think those, I think they're going to make moves going forward to keep those guys on the roster, get Gigi on the roster. I don't think we're going to screw around with trying to give him a two way again because mm-hmm. he's going to be an RFA. He's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. He's not going to take another. Sorry, he's not taking another two way deal. The Grizzlies are going to have to get that man a deal. Go here, do it. Um, so I think the fact that you've seen those two guys, you've identified those two guys as two guys that can play. <clears throat> I don't really care what happens this season. But with that being said, we talked about the uh, trade deadline, which is coming up on February the 8th. We got a handful of shows in between now and then. Um, there's – I like to play connect the dots and, like, you know, uh, kind of taking loose pieces of the puzzle and connecting them together to make the make the, the whole broader picture make sense. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of puzzle pieces that seem to be pointed at Luke Kennard. Um, and I'm not talking about just fan stuff or just media stuff. Shout out to Michael Rail, who's done some great uh, articles for Bluff City Media. You guys can check that out on the website. Some of the great stuff the guys like Paris, guys like Michael have done. Um, th- as far as you know, trade stuff is concerned, Sean Coleman, I think he's done some stuff too. Luke. I know he does in the Discord. Uh, Luke Hattemaker's yeah, done Luke some stuff. A lot stuff. of guys at Bluff City Media go check it out. But there's a lot of you start you start hearing reports, right? And it's like. You start hearing that um, Quentin Grimes has interest from Memphis, right? And then you hear, like, the Knicks are looking for shooting, right? <laughs> you hear, like, you hear guys like Chris Harrington who are constantly putting uh, Luke Kennard in trade scenarios. You hear him talking about, you know, the tax aprons and all this. You hear all mm-hmm. this stuff about – and that's a real thing, man. Yeah, because Desmond Bain's extension coming yeah, up. Yeah, because you're about – between Jared, John, Desmond Bain, you're about to have a lot of salary tied up in the three mm-hmm. dudes, right? So there's certain luxuries you may not be able to have, which is the best shooter in the NBA being the fifth guard in your rotation. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's that might be a luxury that you may not be able to have, right? So I'm looking at a situation where you know you you're worried about that the, the that 
luxury tax, not just the lower. Like I said it's like the second apron or the second level. Yeah. You're worried about getting there. You're worried about freeing up a roster spot, not only for Gigi Jackson, but your own draft pick. Yep. You got to make a spot for both of those guys, right? Yep. Because yep. your, your your top lottery pick is not going to no G League. Yeah. No two way country. <laughs> right. You might have Tillman. You might rebring Tillman back. But, you know, you got all these situations going on. So there's a trade, man, that looks to be screaming at us in the face that feels like it's inevitable to happen. And that's the New York Knicks. And then the Knicks came out yesterday and said, we want to trade them to a team in the West. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, come on, man. Y'all stop flirting with each other. You know how you kind of like, yeah. uh, like you know, you, you your friend, know, you, you see, because I've seen, it was this girl I was interested in one time, and she was on my partner's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, who is it? Like, he had, like, you know, pictures with her. I was like, who is it? So he set it up, and I like, all right, you know, you got you got the Knicks and the Grizzlies. Looks like they're flirting with each, flirting with each other on Twitter, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, man, through the media, or whatever. So this is this is what I think is going to happen. Shout out to my boy um, Parker Van Blericon, who's one of the pastors at uh, Life Church in Memphis. He's also a, a big time Grizzlies fan. But he put out a trade proposal, and I was like, that kind of makes sense. And I was like, oh snap! I wonder could I add um, Roddy or Laravia or Zaire to that trade, and it still works financially, and it did. And here's the trade idea he was thinking of. He said, Grimes and Evan Fournier, right, yep. for Luke Kennard, John Conchar, who I also think the Knicks had interest in, if I'm not mistaken, and then one of Zaire, Jake, or Roddy, right? Mm-hmm. Either one of them, the numbers work. So it will be a three-for-two trade, which would be a consolidation trade, would free up a roster spot for us. Um... Evan Fournier's contract is just like Luke Kennard's, right? You can decline the option on him. That money goes away this summer. Yep. He becomes a free agent. You let him walk, I right? Think Grimes a restricted free agent. This right. Too, right. You get yeah. Grimes who lowers the floor of, of being – because if, if Grimes is the worst dude on your bench – You're good. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what good. I mean? He's, he's a good player. He can play. Too. You know what I mean? What's his contract like? I think he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Is either this summer or next. Is this summer, I right? I think it's this year. I think he's restricted. Let me right. check, though. But if you can get him on a pretty friendly deal, you get rid of Kennard. If you, even if you want to bring uh, Fournier back, you can do that, too. But yeah. like I said, man, if you can you can consolidate. If you can get rid of Conchar, whose contract is going to get weird in a, in a minute, you can get rid of him. You can get rid of uh, one of the guys like he's Jake. A free agent next year. Free agent next year. Yep. Like, so this summer, he's good. Yeah, he good. I feel like that's about to happen, bro. Like, I feel like that exact deal is about to happen. Like, as I just described, I feel like this happened. Does that not feel like a lot, though, for – I mean, you're giving up – No, because you got to think contract. Well, a lot. With Kennard, that's what I'm saying. Like, talent for talent, does that not feel like a lot? Let me break news to everybody who's listening to the show. Because I hear people saying, um, Clemens just got to just bite the bullet, man, and just, you know, just let Zaire go and just realize, man, y'all think that dude don't see that dude? Sorry, Zaire. Like, he – but nobody – if, if there's not going to be many opportunities to get rid of, to consolidate those dudes, to mm-hmm. get those guys involved in the trade. Yeah. <clears throat> if you can move off of, you're not, they're not going to be, they're going to be, a, they're going to be a lecture tax team next year, probably regardless. Right. But if you can clear out their roster spot, get rid of one of those guys and free up tax money, this just screams Memphis Grizzly trade, bro. It's, it's just how they move. Like if I can just knock more, knock out more than, one rock with one stone, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say. Kill two birds with one, one stone. stone yep. 
they're going to do that, man. Plus, I know Grimes is a guy they had interest in anyway. Who yep. could defend? Mm-hmm. He's not the best shooting in the NBA. He can, he's like he shooting forty some percent from three. He's young. He's versatile. And then, like you're talking about now, if you do a reset, because that's something I thought about too, man. Like everybody's like posting the pictures of the 2021-22 team and with oh, I just missed the vibes here and I missed this team. Man, somebody posted to get paid. <laughs> All right, no, but check this out. Let's let's revisit it. Yeah. Let's say you get Grimes, right? All right. So is Gigi Jackson worse than Kyle Anderson? All right. Is Vince Williams not, in the future, not, not coming up in the future? Not yet. Definitely. I mean, not he's he's not as good as Kyle he's right not, now. Uh, Are we he's sure not about as good it? yet, but what are we calling good? We talking about next year? He's gonna be <laughs> right. You know what I mean? What are we talking about like his uh, upside is is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going roster for roster, player for player, Kyle Anderson's better than Gigi. I don't know right now. Depending on what you talking about, depending on what you call good. Depending on you fit, yeah. Is Gigi a guy you it could throw on fit. the best best player on another team and say, hey, go shut that dude down like you can with Kyle Anderson? No. I but think, what I'm saying is, yeah. all right, you got, okay, Gigi and Kyle. But you got. We, we think about next year, Gigi. Yeah. You want Gigi over Kyle. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Vince Williams or DeAnthony Melton? Vince Williams. I was, I was never. I ain't going to say I dislike Milton, but the whole playoff performance versus his regular season mm-hmm. just always turned me off. So, and Vince then, Williams. then I at that see point. That right. At that point, you're putting. You're putting Grimes in your fifth guard role, which is him versus Kennard or him versus Conchar in the past. Man. That team is – we would be very good Plus, next yeah. year, man. And I, I would hate to lose Kennard. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. Yes. But next year, like we talked about with Keith Parrish last week, if your guards are John Morant, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Vince Williams, I don't want any of those guys sitting down so Luke can play. And I, I think right. – I understand he's one of the best shooters in the league. But it, I don't want any, any combination of two of those guys sitting down while – Luke's out there, like right. I'm just that's just not where I'm at. You know what I mean? So, so at just, this point, you've said you've said for a couple of months now, mm-hmm. you think that Marcus could be moved at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of stepping off that a little bit? I now? wouldn't be surprised if that happens too. Hmm. I'll say this: just kind of reading tea leaves and just paying attention to stuff, just how stuff's been moving in the league. I think if Marcus Smart is was healthy today, <clears throat> I don't think that Terry Rozier trade. Would have been would have happened to the if interesting Marcus, if Marcus Smart was healthy. I, do, I believe that was a better trade for him. To Rozier, yeah, because they need offense more yeah. than defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because like I said, man, when when I said that here and I said that on Twitter, like at one time every Grizzly game I was going to, somebody from Miami was there. So I was just kind of putting two and two together on who I thought they might have been there for, and I still think there are teams who want who would have wanted. Marcus Smart. I think the fact that he's hurt, <clears throat> he'll be here next year because <clears throat> he'll be hurt throughout the deadline. Now, I was, it might be a team who's going to say, hey, his finger will be fine. I'll trade for him. But I just think there's – between now and next year's trade deadline, I just think there's a lot of things the Grizzlies could do between now and then. Like, Especially if some people come come available. Yeah. Like people out of Brooklyn. Exactly. They need to start Cause my doing thing, some stuff. I'm going to tell you my thing, bro. Like I told y'all, about as far as that draft pick, it depends on when you ask me, bro. <laughs> ask me right now, now, and right now today, I'm saying go to the podium and go draft you somebody. And draft a guy. Uh, <laughs> you want to know the guy I'm thinking about? Who? The guy from Tennessee. Who is? What do you play? Connect, the, the shooter. He well, likes I, I don't care. Dalton Connect. That man cold. I don't <laughs> care. Go, yeah, go draft. Like for real. That's where I'm at, man. Like for real. Like uh, so Franz Wagner, uh, Wagner kind of. That man cold. Yeah, I'm like, man, go draft your dude, man, for real. And, my, and the reason why I'm like, okay. You know this team is going to be deep next year. You're going to have a lot of guys that can play. 
on this roster, right? And at that point, I don't care if, if Zaire is still on this team. I don't care if Ryder is still on this I don't care, bro. Like, if you got – there's going to be nine to ten dudes that can really play on this team, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get Steven Adams, some version of Steven Adams back. If he's moderately healthy and you go draft one of the bigs that are going to be there in the top ten, you can have that kid play behind Steven. Yep. And groom him. When you feel like that kid's ready to go day one, now you can move Steven Adams again. Yeah, he'll be an expiring contract yeah. next year. Yeah, year that's like one or two. I just that's why I'm not really tripping about nothing that I'm seeing, bro. Like when I see Zaire be ass, it makes me giggle now. Like it don't first, yeah. you know, it don't piss me off no like, more. Like I do is really trash. I just hate that his minutes. I do hate his minutes along with Gigi. Mm-hmm. So it make Gigi look bad. Look but, sorry yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Right. And I and I believe that from either people I've talked to or just having eyes like everybody else does. I don't think the Grizzlies like think Zaire is good. I think right. they're like, all right, whatever. We gotta. Well, I think I think if I think if somebody called with the deal to get Zaire out of here, he'll be, he'll be out of here. I mean, so I don't I don't really stress about none of that at all, man. Um, for sure. Um, let, me, let me ask you this: this question I have for you. We've seen really good Gigi. We've seen you know Gigi kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. We see the potential, right? Like we see what he could become. What mm-hmm. what can he become for this Grizzlies team? You think he could be. That Rudy Gay, um, I don't like the Paul George comments because Paul George is an elite level ball handler. I don't think that Gigi ever will have that type of bag of like <clears throat> wiggle as far as dribble moves are concerned. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking Rudy Gay too, but more unselfish. Yeah, <clears throat> he gonna have no choice because he's automatically yeah. gonna be the fourth option on Lord starting out. I think Gigi can be a phenomenal player here, um, kind of like a super Jeremy Grant type player. Yeah. Um, because Jeremy Grant has became a real deal shooter. Mm-hmm. He can really knock down shots at this point. I can see him being that level player, probably a little bit more athletic. Um I can see a scenario where Gigi never starts for us, or I can see a scenario where he's like second or third best player on the team. Like I, I can see that, bro. Like he's got the type of tools where he can be that dude. I yep. think he can be kind of what Michael Porter Jr. is for Denver. You know what I mean? Basically, Ooh, I like that comp. Basically, Gigi is. We he he is what we drafted Zaire to be. Yeah, <clears throat> and you missed on your first round picks, <clears throat> but you're on your second round picks. Yeah, cool. And like like I said, and that's that's something else. A guy said this uh, on Twitter, and I knew people were kind of thinking this way, but I saw somebody say this. He was like, "Man, Chris Wallace was a bit like all right, all right." I saw. Yeah, I see. I see how I see how the season really messed with y'all's mind. They might say he. <laughs> yeah, like bro, how can you say that? Somebody said the core four like. All right, let, let me let's go back. He looked into let's that. let's go back. Yeah, like he, he literally fu- he literally stumbled into the court forward. Like you drafted Mike Conley, who was not looking good for the first who three or took four years. Seven years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it a while to get good. You know what I mean? You got Zach Randolph, who like had so many awards and so many red flags. Nobody was touching him. Nobody knew about Mark. Nobody. Trade. You traded you traded Pal Gasol and you got Marcus Gasol as a throw in, in that you did not have because here's what people say. <clears throat> well, you know. He knew that Mark was like, you know, this big uh, uh, international well, player and all that. Why you draft a team to beat? Why you turn around the next summer and draft a team to beat? You drafted a to beat after that trade. You drafted a team to beat. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. So don't tell me you thought Marcus Hall was your center for you the future because you didn't. You had Giants Harden right there. Right, you didn't. You didn't think that Marcus Hall was going to be your center of the future because you went out and drafted a team to beat, right? Because so stop it, man. And then Tony Allen, you had Ronnie Brewer, 
He got hurt. Yeah. You bring Tony Allen in. Who's coming off an injury. Who, and then the Tony, yep. he was coming off an injury yeah, and was yeah. coming off the bench. He was playing behind Xavier Henry, OJ Mayo, and, and uh, the ugly dude, Sam, uh, Sam Young. Uh, Young, yep. Come on, man. Like, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> Sam Young. You stumbled yeah, yeah, yeah. into Tony Allen, bro. So, like, yeah. stop, man. Like, if them dudes didn't get hurt, Tony Allen wouldn't even be Tony Allen here, bro. If he didn't punch, you know, punch OJ Mayo. You didn't have a plan for that? <laughs> like, climbing, like, and I know that I know that Chris Wallace was the GM when when they drafted Jaron, but Zach Kleiman drafted yeah <laughs> drafted Jaron Jackson Jr. Trust me on this. Like yes. Chris, Chris, I told y'all before yeah. who the guy would have been. Who I was told Chris Wallace would have drafted if Chris if if he was the GM and Javon Carter who you traded him he turned right. out, he turned out to be that, something. Too. And Chris Wallace did draft him. He did. They said hey go knock All yourself right. out. <laughs> they was like go knock yourself out on that one, man. We we know the kind of guy you want. Go get him. <laughs> Go get your guy, man. Go get your treadmill mentality, right? So, um, yeah. So, yeah. This this front office went out. They got Jaron Jackson Jr. John Moran. I'm not gonna give him credit for that. There's a bang. You have to give him credit for that. Brandon Clark. Come on, man. Xavier Tillman, the second second round picks. They've been you. You found Santi, who's rotation player yeah, in the first round. Yep. All these type of guys. And then, here's the thing, too, man. Like I'm not trying to put on. I'm not trying to be Parker Fleming over here, but I will put on my front office cape today, man. But like, you can't you can't knock these guys. You yeah. can't say, man, Vince is a hit. GG, man, this guy's gonna be I a know. star. The same dudes drafted him too, man. Like, like you I can't you can't not give them credit. I don't care where you. I don't when care you where they were yeah. drafted yet. Yeah, they drafted him. Like, <laughs> like oh, come on, man. Yeah, like, you took a swing on Zaire. Cool. Like, yep. and sometimes it, you, you swing wrong. That number 10 pick should have been Trey Murphy. Yep. And, and I, that I'll, you'll, you'll forever cool. be haunted as a franchise that you didn't draft right. Trey Murphy. But you, you know, you move past it, man, or whatever. You drafted, but, you know, Trey for Jacob Ray for you. You could have had yeah. Janie Hardy or uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the guy at the center um, for Utah. Uh, oh my! No, no, we not even going. Yeah, like yeah, let's not do that. But I'm saying I'm like fire climbing on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a Damn. fireable offense. Yeah, right that, there. One, that one sucked. Yeah, that one sucked for real. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's it is what it is, man. I think this year we'll just get through it. Um, I'll say this too. I'm glad you brought that up, and then we'll move away from Grizzly stuff. We'll hop into some some Tiger basketball stuff, which is what we open the show with. Um, a lot of people want to trade Jemison, including myself. Uh, mm-hmm. He signed the deal with Washington. Let me make that deal make sense to people. Um, there was a report that came out from uh, Woj, I think, who said the Grizzlies are looking to sign a big man with a two-way deal, right? <clears throat> two-way contracts. We all know what they are. You play some of the season with the G League team. You play some of the season with the big team. You get 50 games a season, right? Yep. Those contracts are – agents are thirstier for those deals in the beginning of the season because their client is a mystery. Teams don't know what that dude is. So I'm kind of taking a risk to give you a two-way deal because I don't know how your player adjusts to the NBA, right? But once I've got, like, G League tape on you, my client has more value now than he did as an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> so Trey Jemison was a, has been a proven I-can-play-pro-basketball commodity, right? Yeah. I'm not saying this is what happened, but, like, seeing how this played out <clears> – <throat> I think this is what happened, right? The Grizzlies have a injury exception that should be coming in. It's probably sometime. Why they ain't got it yet? Yeah, they both have like three. Right, but they're gonna have some type of injury exception, right? I think. At least. Yeah, they're supposed, they supposed to be there. They supposed to get like three of them. Like, yeah, <laughs> they supposed to already had one or two of them already. Right. So, if the Grizzlies had an injury exception, I think Trey Jemison would have got signed. Yeah, but I don't think he would have signed a two way. 
He probably signed a 10-day. 10 day. Because if I'm an agent, right, and I've got, like, hey, this is my man, Perry Shark. He's a beat writer for Bluff City Media, right? <clears throat> if, I, if I go to the commercial appeal, they say, well, we'll give him an internship. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're not. Now, if you want to give him an internship, cool. But I know y'all have an empty space, so mm-hmm. give my man two 10 days. Give him 20 days of an NBA deal. Then put him on the clock for a two-way. And then we'll, because I'll make more money after the 10-day deal. Right. And then you can say, okay, all right. Or you could come to the Grizzlies and say, give him two, t- two 10s, then sign him to a regular deal until Marcus Smart comes back, then wave mm-hmm. him, then we'll talk two-way. Right. And now I'm really making money off of y'all. I'm not just going to give you my player for a two-way. Mm-hmm. So, so I think something like that possibly happened with the Grizzlies. Yep. And I would not rule out the I would not rule out a scenario where Trey Jemison goes and plays ten day ten day with Washington. They wave him, and then he comes to the Grizzlies on a ten day ten day regular deal until Marcus Smart comes back, mm-hmm. and then wave him, and now he's on a two way for the rest of the season. Like I could see something like that totally happening. Yeah. Because I think one thing I will say about climbing. He's creative when it comes down to getting free looks at guys. You know what I mean? So I think that's something that could definitely happen. But that's, that's the thing. Memphis didn't have anything but a two-way to offer him right now. And he they took money. A 10-day contract mm-hmm. is more money than a two-way. So yep. that's where I'm at. I think they wanted to sign him. I think he wanted to be here. But, hey, yep. you know. You, doing business. You do what makes more sense. Yep. Uh, we're going to transition over to Tiger Basketball Talk. We opened the show talking about this earlier. Uh, the Tigers fall to number 19, two tough losses last week. Um, I'm not really tripping about it. I talked to Kenny about this earlier. Um, I see a super talented team that has some shit they need to work out, man. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the Penny's team is as talented or more talented than literally anybody in the country. You've got four super good big men on your team, bro. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And you've got a really good point guard. you got a dynamic score. You know what I mean? you got length everywhere. <clears throat> I think this team is good enough to – make a deep run in the tournament. They have clear chemistry issues. Like, something ain't right. Yep. And I told Kenny that one of the main things I see wrong with this team is that um, you got a lot of guys who had NBA aspirations, and I think only one of them is really allowed to go try to live out his dream at this point. <laughs> and I think that's a problem, man. I think it's as simple as that. I think Crazy, we're really man. over making this thing more difficult, than, more bigger and deeper than it has to be. And I think it's pretty obvious, man. You got dudes like, all right, man, like, I feel like this is, you know, David Ruffin and the Temptations. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> when it comes down to David Jones. And they're like, hey, man, I, I was as good as that dude was last year. You know what I yeah. mean? Hey, apparently you hey, ain't. Apparently you ain't. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but so where are you at? What's, what's your panic level? Uh, you got Jeff Goodman saying the Tigers it's, it's ain't making Jeff the Goodman. tournament. I'm like, come on, bro. It's Jeff like, Goodman for you. And I'm like, they'll they'll either be fine or they won't. But they're, they'll get in the tournament, and I think they'll win. I still think even if this team is a mess, I can see them going to the Sweet 16. Like, yep. That's just how I. That's just kind of how that kind of stuff plays out. Penny has teams who, it's that time of the year, man. It's, it's a new calendar year. Shit get ugly as always. Get, you're gonna go through a rough patch. Yeah, then in February they crank it up and then they're ready for the tournament. Like that's happened literally every year he's been here. You know what I mean? Yep. So what what what's your panic level? What do you think about what you see from this Tiger basketball team? My panic level ain't too high yet. I'm more. I'm just alert. So since mm-hmm. it's basically as simple as this to me, and FAU has the same problem. Yep. <clears throat> you're playing in a conference that's less than stellar. And you're playing down to your competition. Right. And since that Virginia game, they got up for Virginia, they got up for Clemson, they got up for Texas A&M. Austin, since that been game, Vanderbilt, almost lost it. Vanderbilt's 4-7. Mm-hmm. That would have been worse loss, right? So I'm looking at the losses they have. South Florida at home was a bad loss, especially blowing the 20-point lead. 
but you almost lost to Vanderbilt and UTSA. If I had to lose one of the three games, South Florida has a winning record. Those two teams have a losing record. Mm-hmm. I prefer to lose to South Florida. Apparently, they're going to lose one of those three games because they almost lost the, the first two, right. and they won it. Mm-hmm. The Tulane game. Tulane, playing that Tulane is not necessarily a bad loss. It's just the fact that you lost to South Florida mm-hmm. before that. You almost lost at Tulsa. Do I prefer to lose at Tulane or lose at Tulsa? Right. Tulane is a better loss than that, that game. Apparently, they were eventually going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. They kept winning these games. Right. Eventually, you're not going to keep winning like that. And to take yeah. it, I compare it to football, the Philadelphia Eagles. They were winning all those games crazy. Then yep. they started losing down the stretch. Yeah. So hopefully Memphis, they got the loss out early enough where they could turn it around. So I feel like that's a wake-up call. They got their wake-up call. Tulane was a tough game. They may have lost their game anyway, rather wet. They, they mm-hmm. beat South Florida or not. <clears throat> that game was tough. It was always going to be tough. They went down to the wire. You know, they beat Tulsa on the last second shot. They beat mm-hmm. um, UTSA overtime. They had another last second shot that I forgot Javon Quinley hit. Like, mm-hmm. You're finally losing something in those games you won. Yeah. It's time for you to stop playing with your food and ask you I to think they go, I think they're going to turn it up, man. I, yeah. think, I think they'll get all the bullshit out the way and be like, all right, man, we're here. Let's go ahead and be good again. You know what I exactly. mean? Let's stop screwing around. Because there, there's some weird stuff going on chemistry-wise. Mm-hmm. And there's something I, I peeped at that, all right, that don't look right. right. <laughs> I peeped at that a long time ago. You know what I mean? But and now it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is year. what it is, man. When you go get all these dudes who either were that guy or next to the guy, on the team they came from, and they came from losing ass teams for the most part. It's gonna be weird chemistry, bro. Right? Because you, you, okay, you're acting like, hey, um, ja- Jaquan Walton, go be a wing defender, man. Screw you. Like, what do mm-hmm. you mean? Like, I've been, I've been a scorer all my life, man. Like, hey, go, go play defense better. And like, hey, right, man, no. So like, these guys are adjusting to it. You know what right. I mean? And that's kind of, you know, what you're gonna see a lot of. But um, something else I said to Kenny, and we'll, before we go to the break, uh, I said I said this to him. I want to see what you think. <clears throat> I've never had a player at the University of Memphis where I've identified, okay, that's the best player on our team. Where I've said, you know what? If that dude didn't play for me, I wouldn't like that dude at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, David Jones is easily the that's most true. hateable, best Tiger ever, man. And like, I, like I, I can't really put a figure on why. Like, I'm like, dude, I just, if you didn't play for us, man, I'd be like, right, man. Because, like, he a bucket getter then. I think about the two-lane game. It was one play uh, where they gave up the open three-point. I was like, what you doing on defense? But then he followed up by getting that blocked in the yeah, position. So it's, it's like, like man, bro, just play defense. <laughs> it's what you do. Yeah, bro. Like, he, he reminds like, I can think of, like, old he comics. Got, like, I think it's just the way he looks. He, he got a punchable face or yeah, something. Yeah, bro. Something like his something head like, shaped yeah. or something. Little ass shoulders he got. Something about him just make you want to just beat his ass. Like, like, uh, like when they had to, when, uh, when uh, Tulane beat them and the crowd rushed and dude was like, yeah. hey, get your bitch ass. Like, man. Like, <laughs> dude, let me go ahead and push David Jones' punchable ass right quick. While, I'm, so while I'm, he, I'm so glad he. Did react. I'm glad he plays for us because yeah. he's a hell of a good player. <laughs> but it's like I can't – I've never been this unexcited about a dude I should be getting excited about. Like I just can't get behind yeah. David Jones. I think he's a hell of a player, <laughs> he's man. Cold, and that's something I talked to Kenny about in, in the uh, first segment as well, man. i tell you what, about to take a break, man. When we come back, it's going to be the three-pointer. You know, parents always sit in with me while we chop it up, man. You're gonna, we'll do that again. The three-pointer's next here on Anthony Sane Show. See y'all in a minute. I mean, there there does at times. I'm not gonna say it's you know 100% of these games, but the last two games, like it just has felt like a team that is a little bit off and a little bit out of sync. Like they just don't look like the same team that just a week ago 
you know, beat Wichita State by 26 points, and we were saying, okay, here could be the breakthrough point. Even weirder than that to me is that when it is a big game, they look in sync, and they look like they're playing together, and right. they look like they're playing well. I just think this everybody, coaching staff, support staff, players, like they have to pull in the right direction and get it right in those normal moments, in those yeah. moments against UAB on a freaking, you know, Wednesday night. Like they just have to pull in the right direction. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. <laughs> Look, I get both sides. You win every game by one, you're a national champion. 100%. In order to make that path to a national championship a little bit more in your favor, it helps metrically huh. to beat the dog piss out of the teams you're supposed to beat the dog piss out of. What is it? Does it? Because, because all we're doing is what? falling down the net. This dude's big-ass <laughs> truck certified. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny told Trey if he used the word net, he was going to throw something at him. And he, did. he threw the softest microphone cover in he the did. world you at know, me. I didn't know what it, it looked like a brick. I thought I was about to be home alone too, <laughs> New York City. Suck brick, kid. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I will say the last two games have been disappointing to say the least. You think Ten Penny gives one zero? That's my problem. No. Yeah. About you the, have to. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You don't have to. You don't have you to. You don't have to. You do. That is it, for the nerds out there. It's in not. The, that, that, they use that shit for seeding. It is January 2nd. It is too damn early to be worrying about those metrics to me. Yes. It's not. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Answer the Same Show. Sit down with Same, me and my guy, Perry Shark, in the building. We're going to talk about three things going on in the world of sports. Number one, your trash-ass Titans. Uh, are they, I can't dispute it, so. They're set to hire some dude? Who is, who is, who is this guy? Yep, the offense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, Brian right, okay. Callahan. So. The current assistant coordinator? I mean, offense uh, coordinator. Offense yeah, coordinator. Well, now current Titans head coach now, but yeah. Yeah, so what you think about him? I like it, man. I'm tired of this 1960s offense we've been running for the la- my yeah. whole life. Um, <laughs> yeah. You see the Bengals' offense last couple of years. Yeah. Hey, I want to see that. Let's That's see it. Let's <laughs> see it. I, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it for sure. Um, I'm going to tell you what, man. I watched a playoff game. That was good games this weekend, too. Which I, one did you watch? I watched the 49ers and yeah, the Packers with game. my son. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, like I said, I grew up a 49er fan. Don't really give a damn at this point. But, oh, let them go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be <laughs> just let y'all know. Y'all go see y'all go swear me down. I've been a tight but a four nine fan. Uh, but Gabe is a fan. Gabe's fandom kind of switches. Uh, Gabe likes Gabe has liked a lot of teams in like the last couple of years. But right now he's a four nine fan. He seems pretty invested in it. So we had a great father son moment watching the game. And yeah. <laughs> so, I did, this, I did the same do? thing. I did the same thing with my with my daughter this weekend. For real? Man. Who, what team were y'all? What's the she pull? I'm gonna with? give you one guess as to what team she likes. Right oh, now. she likes the Chiefs because uh, of Kyle uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she watched an entire football game with me the other day. You enjoyed it too, then. And she, uh, man, we had so much fun. Hey, mm-hmm. what's called stole the show? Jason Kelsey. Because Gabe oh, was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, I don't want to talk about it today. Mm-mm. We'll talk about that another day. Because yeah, 
That's a whole other thing. But I did want to bring up the dude. You said look ugly in the mud. He threw that game in the pick. Who? Uh, uh, you <laughs> Jordan from, Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the red dude, Jordan Love, yeah. Then on the other side, um, the Ravens won. Hey, that was the only blowout. Yeah. Hey, That's going to be a game, man. Hey, bro, I ain't going to lie. Lamar Jackson, bro. Damn all that, bro. Would it come down to, would it, come down to it? Like I said, I grew up a 49 fan. Damn run. all that. I'm riding with Lamar Jackson, You got to roll bro. Lamar, man. Yeah, man. I'm riding with bro. Uh, hey, for the culture, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, for the culture, man. My man, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, let's not forget. Hey, okay. No, I'm I got sorry, a question. Man. Get, I got a question. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes, so, man. Get your I got a question Larry, for you. Larry, I'm the three students. You're looking at ass about here, man. All right, but go ahead, though. Y'all say for the culture with Lamar. Yeah. Patrick's black the real too. Culture. Hey man, the real culture. <laughs> Patrick's black too. Sit this one out, man. You just sit this one out. I'm man. just asking a question. What I do you can't mean? ask a question. Patrick's he, black too. He's black. He cool. How's he not for the culture? Because <laughs> he not. I like brothers who choose black, not when black choose them. Bingo. <laughs> you know, I had a conversation. Don't ask questions you already know the answer. To. This lady was super <laughs> offended because I said the same thing. I was more joking, but I said this. But this lady like DMs me on Instagram. She was super offended about me saying about the the the. Patrick Mahomes stuff. Yes, I understand he's biracial, but you know, Lamar Jackson's a real naysayer. But I mean, you know what I mean? I, mean, like, I didn't know black. I didn't even know Pat Mahomes was black until like his second. second year. I knew he was black. You look at him and tell he's biracial, but you know, it, it's not. It's nothing about. And when I say stuff like that, it's not about oh, black biracial people aren't black. Yeah, I'm not saying that. It's at all. more how you present yourself. It's how you. It's what side yeah. you lean towards. Exactly, that's where. And most people lean towards a certain side or a certain culture, right? Mm -hmm. And like I had this conversation with Jason Smith, right, who's biracial, biracial with, yep. and he was talking about how sometimes you get a choice, and sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes mm -hmm. either because of the way you look or because of the way your family accepts you, you lean which which family side accepts you, you lean one way towards the other. Yep. And some guys, they kind of accept their white culture, their white side more. And I think that if Patrick Mahomes could be like, I wish I could just get rid of this black side. I think <laughs> he would take that option, man. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But I'm riding with Lamar, bro. Hey, Lamar's the man. Take that how you want to take it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got for sure. Uh, that dude's a beast. He's a monster. Uh, for sure. I, I like dudes who, uh, you know. If they're walking down the street and they win an NFL player, you're like, oh shit, look at that dude. What's up? Like, right. If you didn't know if it was about Jackson, he'd probably, he'd probably like, kick it with you. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm pulling for. He don't man. act like a, like, he, like you said, you walk, see him down the street, he'll probably kick it. He just, yeah, he seemed and, like and that they, type of dude. And then he bro. was shitted on so much by national media, everybody yeah. counted him out. Negotiate his own country. Yeah, exactly. With his mama. With his mama. Right. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on, man. Like, he, he killed it, bro. Like, everybody keep going in him, bro. Like, nah, Yeah. Yeah, so I am pulling for Lamar Jackson going forward uh, against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So give me 49ers, uh, Chiefs, and I'm down. 49ers, Ravens, and I'm down for it. Hey, I like Detroit too, though, man. That's right. a good story. I like, yeah, that's a great story. That's a good story. Yeah. For either I'm one. Happy for him. Anybody but Kansas City again, man. <laughs> I'm down for it. Just <laughs> know that. Um, also, NBA news. Wild NBA news in the past 48 hours. Uh, we'll just kind of run through these real fast. Uh, Adrian Griffin let go as head coach. <laughs> Of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. That's I crazy, told y'all a long time ago that Giannis Antetokounmpo is way crazier than y'all think he is. Like, he's not this super humble. I, I told y'all, y'all think he's a teddy bear. I'm telling you, he's Lasso Bear. He's Lasso Bear I mean, from Toy Story 3. young in his career. Like, I remember when he had, like, tackled Mike Dunleavy from the yeah. playoff game. <laughs> like, y'all saw the stuff. Y'all saw the stuff with him in the, uh, in the bubble. Right. And y'all saw the stuff with him in, in the game bar, right? Yeah, like, he does, like, he's the, he, he, <laughs> Bro, never, he's never been squeaky clean. Y'all just, just came over there, broken ass in, he's going to get his ass <laughs> off my team. Griffin, get your big-eared ass 
<laughs> Get your ugly ass out of here. <laughs> Fire him now. Right out here, but somebody on the court, man. <laughs> go get me. Go get me, Doc Rivers. Oh my God. Right. What do you think about shout, that move, no, man? Shout out What's to Rail. Mean? Shout out to Rail for that tweet with Doc Rivers walking for, <laughs> for <laughs> walking for the the table. The score. Dude, it's the best. The best. Him walking from the sidelines. Right. Walking slow in the mud. In the mid game. Hey, bro, Giannis, man, bro, I've, I've heard some wild, like, stories about Giannis, like, as far as, like, also get this dude off my team. <laughs> bro, like, for real. I've heard some wild stories that come down to him, man. So, Adrian Griffin was fired. I think this shit is crazy. Like, they get paid to get fired right. in the middle of the season, man. 32 and 13. They won five of their last six. <laughs> let's go back. Oh, bro, let's go back history, bro. We saw Eric Spolster survive the Heatles thing when they were looking good, right? We've seen a lot of dudes survive I LeBron. Only, the only one I could think is David Black, LeBron. David Black but got he, fired. he got in the middle of the season, though? It was. Yeah, no, it was the middle of the season. They won the title. When they won the title. They won the title. They, they showed it. it. Showed it. Hey, I got a David Black story to tell y'all, too, about oh, him. Like, oh, man. man. I don't want to say it because I don't want. I got to. I know. A, no, I'm going to leave that alone. But, <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, a creep. Like, if this came out. If this story came out about David Blatt, he would be like fired. Like they, he would be up out of here. Like he, no, mean, he would be getting like. I mean, he ain't. He ain't. I mean, he ain't not fired. Anyway. I don't he know ain't got he no team on no team. But I just heard just a super creep story about David Blatt, bro. But I, I keep it. I keep it out there. But, but, I would but, say another example, and it was different because I think Miami struggled a little bit that year. But Stan Van Gundy, when Pat Riley came down, took over Stan Van Gundy, and they won the title that year. In the middle of the season, though. Yeah, that was the middle of the season. But yeah, I know it's not middle Asia, of the season. Asia Griffin joins the, joins the But power. this one kind of crazy because they were they winning. <laughs> get them out of here. I know it's not middle of the season, but the only only coaching change that surprised me as much is when Dwayne Casey got fired from Toronto after he won Coach of the coach Year. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. that was that was like that was wild. Coach of the Year, and then he's fired. Like they that won. was wild to me. Y'all ain't playing no games with these folks. And uh, speaking of uh, not playing any games. Uh, Joel Embiid, who I feel a way about. Joel Embiid is one of my favorite players in the league. I feel a way that he scored 40 on Jokic the other night last week. Won the game. Almost doubled him up in scoring. It's man. Old, man, you're the best player in the league. No. No, no dude. Joel no. Embiid is the best player in the league. I just busted your ass. <laughs> yes. I just dropped 40 on you, and we beat your ass, and you ain't scoring for 20. Nah, bro. I'm not going to sit and tell you you're the best in the league. But he's probably, as far as, like, flat-out scoring the ball, he's one of the most dangerous Weapons I've ever seen, man. Just being for real, Jonah. Because then he plays the game, and he looks like he's playing at like sixty percent. Yep. No, <laughs> he looks like he's out there just he do. scoring around. He scored seventy points last night. Carl the Town scored sixty-two. <laughs> Kevin Durant scored forty-three. Uh, nah, you got to put the L with Carl Town. Oh yeah, Carl a losing effort. <laughs> Coach going crazy, going it's off the of Hornets. Him. Then Anthony Edwards in score number eight. For all, all these people who hate on Anthony Edwards, bro. Get Anthony Edwards off a team where he's got two seven foot dudes in the paint, and I think you'll see how MVP, cold. True MVP can. Yeah, you see how cold it. Do he look like Michael Jordan for real out there, man? Like if you just want to be real about Boy, it. Lose. What did y'all right. think about the comments that uh, Chris Finch made last night? Did y'all hear that? He was talking about Cat. No, I know he was. I saw. But, I, mm-hmm. didn't, I saw because I've been busy working. All I, day. Think, I saw the video, but I didn't listen to it yet. I think Chris Finch wants his team to be based around Ant. Anthony Edwards. Absolutely. With, with, with uh, not Embiid with uh. Gobert being that, you know, the defensive anchor, plus the young town around him. I think he wants to flip Carl Anthony Towns, but a quick which, Google search which they should. of Carl Anthony Towns' contract will show you why this never happened. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's contract is going to be $60 million per year in a, in a couple of them. I think next year that starts. Yeah, ain't nobody. You ain't, you ain't trading. You ain't moving that dude. 
So I think that's the level. Of, I think that's where that uh, frustration comes from because you know you can't move that dude at all. Also, in uh, NBA news, as far as trades, big trade, not big trade today. Trade went down today. Uh, Terry Rozier leaves Charlotte, headed to uh, Miami, who always finds a way to just kind of add talent to that team. A team that really needs more talent, more scoring. Terry Rozier comes over. Cal Lowry finally moves out. Yes. A 2020. Yeah, that's a dangerous draft pick they're trading too, man. Because it's like a 29, lottery protecting 2029, totally unprotected 2030. My thing is, hey, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> but it could come back and burn you, but could, we'll, but we'll yeah. see it. But I mean, for a t in the season where you're not going to be shit anyway if you're in Miami. Yeah, I don't really get it. Now. I don't get it. I don't think Terry Rozier moves that type of needle for you, but whatever, man. Uh, and you know what I'm thinking? Kyle Lowry, get, he goes to Charlotte. They're saying they're probably not. They're going to try to trade him. I think any team who wants to trade for him would just wait for him to see, like, see if, if they get a buyout or something. I will tell you, I would love to see Kyle Lowry back here, man. And Great I'll time. tell you why. It's not about wins and losses, it's, but I think if you're career. if you're calling yourself trying to develop dudes, you need like a real point guard out there, man. Like yeah. you can't throw. I don't want jo I don't want John, John Conchar in charge of Gigi who really, Jackson. Who really Jaron Jackson is the one guard? <laughs> right. Him and Vince Williams. Right. I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see. I think Memphis needs some type of steady hand to get you through the rest of the season. Because I think Marcus Smart may end up saying screw it. I, you know, I don't know. So I think you need some type of steady hand. Plus, just for nostalgia's sake, I'd love to see Kyle Lowry back. So that's really just talking. So I don't think this is actually going to happen, but. You know, I don't. I don't think Charlotte's gonna keep him either. Also, I'll say this as we wrap up the, uh, the NBA portion uh, before we get to our third point, uh, which is really good news. The third point: um, this Hawks Lakers stuff is getting on my nerves when it comes down to trades, man. This shit is not happening, bro. Like, <laughs> there's not gonna be a trade that sends D'Angelo Russell and in um, what's his name, Rui, Rui Hachimura. To Atlanta and D, D, uh, for Dejounte, Dejounte Murray. That ain't happening. I'm like no, bro. Like why? Why in the world would Atlanta want a D'Angelo Russell, Trey Young backcourt? Mm -mm. It's obvious what's happening. Atlanta's not getting the offers they want for for uh, Dejounte Murray, or they're trying to angle with the Spurs to give up more. There's probably a player the Spurs don't want to let go of, so they're creating this fake thing with the Lakers. That mm -hmm. shit is not happening, bro. And now they're saying, oh, it may be a third team involved. It's not happening. <laughs> Let's, oh, like. The, the Hawks are, are either – it could happen where DeJounte Murray goes to the Lakers, but it's going to require the Lakers to get a much better player in a D-Lo trade to go to a third team, and that player goes to Atlanta. Yeah. Who's going to give up anything for major D -Lo. for D-Lo? Like I just I just think that's all – like I talked about on Twitter, man, when you see these type of things come out about, you know, this, this trade, this player, this, 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 it's either Asian talking – or one team is angling, trying to get attention from another team. They use the media for these type of things, man. I think there's no way any of this is going to happen uh, <clears throat> at all. Uh, number three, big news today. Always, you know, it's been a dark season for the Memphis Grizzlies. But some kind of cool news came out today, man. Uh, Desmond Bain, as well as Jaron Jackson Jr., are named to the 41, like the preliminary uh, Team USA, team USA. tryout hey, team. You know what I mean? Finalists. For, I would for say the, please. Everybody who complaining about Ja, y'all know he, y'all know he got a torn labor, right? All right, let me say this though. <laughs> let me say this. I don't know if we had this conversation. I know it was on my mind, but I don't know if we ever talked about this, kid. Did I talk about my Ja Morant Team USA theory? Did we talk about? We've it? talked about it I before. Feel like I think. We, I don't yeah. know if I talked before. about it on air though. I feel like you have, like during Team USA's last run. Mm -mm. All right, y'all remember well, the beginning of the season? Please. 
Y'all remember when the season first started, bro, like in the preseason? You were hearing, like, um, De'Aaron Fox has been, like, axed. Like, oh, yeah. LeBron was sitting to take over. No, no, no. Like you, now, it wasn't LeBron. You heard, you heard that stuff, right? Yeah, I remember LeBron that. came out. Then it was like, De'Aaron Fox has been asked his opinion on playing for Team USA and all these other guards, right? Like, they were reaching out to all these different guards, right? Somebody told me, and I was like, does that sound strange to you? I said, yeah, it seems like odd timing. He said, why do you think it's odd timing? I said, because it's the regular season is ready to start. Why are we talking about the Olympics? That's next summer, mm. right? And it was like, uh, I got another theory for you. I said, what if I told you that, like, Grant Hill is, like, really worried about pressure of putting John Morant on the USA team? I said, now does it make sense? I said, hell yeah. And he said, why? I said, because if Grant Hill is – if Grant Hill doesn't want Ja on there – and Ja has Ja has a crazy year this year. People are gonna be like Ja Morant needs to be in the Olympics, just like the mm -hmm. pressure of Trey Young. Now Trey Young's it's on, on his team. Name, yep. Right. His name is on the list. Yep. So I think that they tried to go ahead and just fill it up with guards, so they wouldn't have to worry about the whole thing. And now Ja's got hurt, so it yeah. don't matter. So it gave it kind of yeah. gave him out. Yeah, but way. I had I had kind of a league plug kind of tell me that look out for that. Like look like the that they're trying to create a narrative to. Hey, we already got our team already. Sorry, John. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's why they were talking about that type of stuff so early in the season. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, shout out to Desmond Bain. Yeah. Shout out to Jaron Jackson Jr. I can see a scenario where um, I don't think Des is going to actually make the team. No, I There's don't so think so. There's <clears throat> yeah. so many There's guards, so many man. Guards. Um, I can see one where Jaron maybe does because I think some of the guys who are there don't actually want to be on the team, like Anthony Davis. I yep. don't think he actually wants to play. I can see Jaron getting in in a scenario like that. But that team will be good as shit, of man. Course. If if the guys who – if you get a nice number – because if you're just playing like fantasy, like, okay, who are the best guys on this team? That's going to be a really good Olympic team. You know what I mean? But if, if in reality, you know, a lot of guys are going to pull out or injuries or whatever. Yeah. But I think you can still feel a really good team of 12. And I hope they get a team together that's like – That can deal. Yeah, it's like where well, you got some guys who want to play a role. Right. But uh, I don't. I, that doesn't mean put Bobby Portis on the team. But, <laughs> you know what I mean, I think that team could be really good. But shout out to Jaron and Bain. Because uh, if you think about yeah, it, man. Shout out to Dez, man. Yeah, if, if, you got, uh, if you got two guys on your team that are who the, who the, who the country considers, well, three, because John Moran, whether he's on that team or not, he's one of them. Yeah. But if you're talking about top – 50, 40 American athletes in the world. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> that's if three of them played for your team, man, like, and Ja would have been on it. You know, I mean, he's one of those yeah, guys. He's the best of them. Because he's yeah. the best of those uh, yeah. those three. You know what I mean? So that's something to really think about, man, for sure. Uh, like I said, exciting times, man. Even though it's been a dark season, good to see, you know, those guys get that, that accomplishment, that recognition. About to take a break when we come back. Go wrap the same up inside the same brain. Hang out with me on this one, too. Man. Always. All right, Mocha Boy Perry Shark is in the building. About to wrap this thing up in a minute. See you guys in just a few. I mean, largely, the reason my concern meter is so high is of what Penny Hardaway's been saying. Um, but if you just sort of put the losses in a vacuum, they're still 15 and four, like they still have a lot out in front of them uh, and they can write the ship. But when you hear what Penny's talking about, it becomes a little more, a lot more concerning because he's talking about chemistry. He is the only coach I've ever heard in any sport that has said, 
I have to avoid playing certain guys on the floor because they have personality clashes. I can get by with the losses. They could start winning here soon, get back to their winning ways. We've seen it. We've seen what this team can do. But what Penny's saying, I think, has staying power, and that is scary. It becomes concerning, especially when you have a team that is so good. Like th This team is so good and so talented, and there's so much in front of them. They've been so successful this year. But then you, this is worrying. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Outside of just Memphis Conference realignment, there's been some rumblings all over the Twitterverse. TJ, you heard anything about a merger with the Big 12 ACC leftovers and uh, yeah, the I mean, Pac-2? We've heard it, but like it just seems weird to think about, right? The pack is trying to get and retain their their AQ status. I mean, they're going to have to add some teams. I don't know what the number is. I can't remember the number. So, if it's six or eight. On how well, many teams I don't know that they're having to add. I think what he's alluding to is a merger of the Big 12. Florida State breaks away and whatever three or four teams go. Let's say this merger, they end up with 30 teams. You're looking at three, 10 team. Something like that. Mini divisions or whatever. Sure. Whatever they're going to call it. I don't know. I definitely think that there's going to be some changing. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Y'all, welcome back to the At The Same Show. In the building with my man, Perry Sharkey, for the uh, uh, Inside The Same Brain segment where we talk about something that normally ain't got nothing to do with sports. Just be some crazy shit that's going through my brain, man. Uh, <laughs> I fell down uh, a weird rabbit hole. I was talking to her friend, and she was telling me about uh, somebody named Gypsy Rose. Right? <laughs> oh, 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 man. That's a weird... How did you get down that? Oh, man, so your friend told, friend you. told me about God, it. So, oh, man. <clears throat> I uh, looked up the whole story, looked it up on YouTube, and for, for you said you haven't seen the show at all, mm -mm. but I'll give you a recap of what's going on. So there was a TV show made in 2019 that I don't remember anybody talking about at all during the time, but it's got it's like the number one show on Hulu now okay. <laughs> because of this girl, Gypsy Rose, who just got out of jail. Now, let me tell you what she got out of jail for, Perry uh, <laughs> Sharkey. It's like, have you ever seen something, a story that's so crazy? There's actually two stories, and both of them stories crazy as shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this girl had two crazy-ass stories where I could just say, hey, there was a girl who was X, Y, Z. Yep. That's crazy as shit. Yes, it is. Mm. Then you can say, okay, there's another story that's ABC. Oh, shit. That's crazy as shit, too. That's the Gypsy Rose story, and I'm about to tell you both of the stories, all right? And I'm going to say, but wait, there's more. Mm. All right? But, but the point where you where you think I'm about to say, wait, there's more, there's a totally different story well, about yeah. this girl. All right. First story. Girl was born perfectly healthy. Nothing was wrong with her, right? Her mom decides to create health issues for this girl. Now, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not talking about... Mm -hmm. I'm talking about leukemia. Uh, help yeah, me out, Kitty. <laughs> like, uh, she was in a wheelchair. Wheelchair. Wheelchair bound. Uh, wow. Like... like um, Needed a feeding tube. Yeah. Like, it's called, Mun it's called Mun Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome. syndrome. Right? But hers was like... Is it like third party... 
Yeah, it's like external. Like when somebody's doing it to you. To you. Mm. Like a, a person's telling you, oh, you're sick. You can't do that. Right. But this girl was, there but was she, absolutely yeah, nothing wrong Constantly with Constantly on medication. So she was always right. unhealthy because of that medicine. Medication she was taking. But not because there's any underlying right. condition. And they said wow. they said the mom would give her this sleepy medicine. I don't, I can't remember what it, what the med was, but it would make her sleepy and lethargic acting right. Mm-hmm. And they said she would put like gel in her mouth to make her drool, like if she had to put her in front of people. Yeah, this girl was getting donations. She was like poster child for these different organizations. Yep, there was nothing wrong with this girl. Her mom was shaving her head. Wow, to make As if she like had she like chemo and shit. Yep. Yeah. She had on a on a, 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 a CPAP machine, like she had sleep apnea. They were saying the girl couldn't swallow. She had a feeding tube. My dad and my nephew both on the feeding tube. How she was able to fake that shit to the doctors, I do not know. Damn. And they said they said that once doctors started trying to catch it on to her, she would get up and move to another to town city. and start the whole gag all over again. Wow! But she was she was acquiring medical records over over time that she was keeping and she would steal prescription pads and go write prescriptions for this girl and give her medicine and make the girl feel sick. Also, the girl had no clue of how old she was. Mm. <laughs> Mom was telling her. Sound like some uh, power stuff. Yeah, bro, this is <laughs> wild. All right, so that's one story I did itself, right? Right? That's, that's crazy, That's crazy, right? right? That's crazy, right? <laughs> that's a crazy-ass crazy yeah, that's, story. That's right? crazy. Hey, if it ended there, like, that's it, right? Hey, the end, right? <laughs> but wait, parents, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> this girl finally realizes, okay, I'm not sick. Hella crazy ass. She's walking around. She gets uh, her mom like, like, it's like super sheltered. Like, wouldn't leave, let her leave the house. Wouldn't let her ha- get access to the internet. All that. The girl starts sneaking around because she's 19, being told that she's like 15. Yeah. Right. So she finds out how old she is in real life. She goes on social media, starts going on dating sites, meeting like thirty-something-year-old sick-ass pervert men, and she meets this guy who's like mentally challenged, right? Mm-hmm. Who's like bipolar disorder. And her and this guy have this online thing they got going on. She convinces this guy to come kill her mom. So the dude kills her mom. Mm-hmm. They get caught up. <clears throat> he gets life in prison. She gets like a few years, and she's back That's out. Tough. Right. She just got out. And now she's doing like a rollout. Yeah. <laughs> like she's coming out. She's got she's, married she's, to some dude. She's got married to some weird ass dude. She's out here, man. Like, hey, I ain't she's no on. I ain't I ain't no killer. The dude who killed my mom, he in jail. <laughs> like she gets out and she's like one of their first interviews, she talks about how <laughs> excuse my friend. talks about how good, good that, that D was. Good that D was with her husband. All this kind of, I mean like he's getting, weird, man. Right. Getting it every night Paris. kind of deal. That's wild. And the fact that I'm trying to like this there's a show on Hulu. Called the act, yeah. right? It's eight episodes. Yeah. Bro, I've never had a show punish me. Like, I want to stop watching this shit. But I'm like, all right, bro, I'm going to finish this now. Like, I thought it was a six-episode show, right? I look up, I saw it was two more left. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit no more. Still but it's like, bro, this little crazy-ass white girl. <laughs> bro, this is the wildest story, man. Like, I don't, it seems like I vaguely remember this, like, when it actually happened, like, mm-hmm. back in 2015 or something like that. But, man, this is the wildest story I've ever seen, man. And, like, it's a... It's a series, just like, of course, actors or whatever. Yeah. And then you got like some several documentaries about it, like when she was in jail. And my thing is, a lot of this stuff sounds like this little crazy ass girl is lying, man. Like, <laughs> like a lot of this stuff, it seems like she's just making this shit up. Like she was talking about how bad things were with her mom, but her mom mm-hmm. dead. And they live a sheltered life with nobody but her and her mom. So it's like, okay, it's, it's, this could literally just be you making up shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, bro, I'm talking about wild shit. 
Check it out on Hulu. That was a free ad for something I know a lot of people are watching anyway. I cannot stop watching this shit. And I haven't even gotten into any of the real interviews. Like, mm -hmm. having watched, like, the interviews with her or neighbors or, you know, the ex-boyfriend. Like, all this right. stuff exists. I haven't seen, I haven't watched any of that stuff. But, uh, so, yeah, y'all yeah. check that out, man. Some crazy shit. <laughs> it's say, a, parents, I'm good. <laughs> it's, a it's a wild story. It's two it, wild-ass stories, yeah, man. So I'm into true, I love true crime stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. And so crazy. I knew a lot about the Gypsy Rose story. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that she's out, I mean, she like, it's like her mom manipulated the situation to make her feel terrible, to make her mm -hmm. be sick, all this kind of stuff. And then she turns around just like her mom and manipulates this dude to kill yeah, her mom. to kill her mom. And I mean, it's... it's Man, that shit is crazy. Wild. And then if you watch yeah. the, movie, the, the series, it shows that the grandmother was crazy as shit too. Like it was mm. all a bunch of manipulative, just oh man, shit crazy. Like, and it made me just want to like go hug my kids, man. Right? <laughs> like, like friends, sick man. Crazy, like, man. like this girl, like you talk about, let's like, say hurt people, hurt people, right? Yeah. Like this girl, like to this day, is super manipulative, and it's and like, and it makes you wonder at one point of her life, Kenny, did she realize that that this was all a game? Like, yeah. Because like her mom, like the girls, all her teeth fell out. The, I still don't know what the girl's mom did to make that girl's teeth fall out. Like, her teeth were all rotted out. And I don't know what that... Just make it look real mangly. I mean, I don't know what her mom... I don't know what her mom's vision was about why she wanted this girl to not have any teeth. But that was part of her, her sick plot, too, man. It's crazy, because, like, crazy. even even just a few weeks ago, she gets out, and the first thing she says is, I really just want to meet Taylor Swift. And I want to go... <laughs> yeah. You know, all this kind man, of stuff. Man, she's on a rollout. And Taylor's like... <laughs> Taylor was like... Nah, bro. I'm good, little homie. I'm good, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, she's out here like she's a celebrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for real. But it's, it's wild stuff, man. And um, But yeah. I'll say one thing, man. Like, you hear jokes about watch them kids who had the silver teeth in their mouth. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Like, every she got some shorts. She got some silver, some silver side teeth, man. I yeah. get Every once in a while, right, I right, think right. about, like, man, like, what kind of decisions as a parent am I going to make that's going to really mess my kid yep. up? Cause she screwed up, man. And then yeah. I look at that story and I'm Straight like, delusional. Like, I look at that story and I go, I'm good. Cause it's like she's too. a victim. You ain't doing too bad. It's like she's a victim. Don't get me wrong, she's a victim, but she crazy as shit too, bro. But yeah, man, that's the right. Gypsy Rose story. Go look it up, man. Right. But we about to slide about this jump, bro. Y'all go check that out though. Uh, Parish ain't got nothing. Like, I ain't watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, your wife, your wife probably want to see it. Man. She you probably will, because I mean, I didn't want to watch the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Just, oh no, we ain't no, no I watching do it. Yeah. But yeah, that last, it's one. I got one episode left, man. I can't deal with it. Then I'm trying to. Then I done found the color purple on my, on my bootleg stream, Kenny. So oh, like, so you're gonna watch it? Hey, I've been watching it. Uh, I thought you said you didn't want to watch it. I, I wasn't going you to the go movies to watch it. Oh, that's <laughs> like, what it was. Yeah. Okay, I'm not watching that shit. I could. I, I watched about 50 minutes the other day. I'm like, how y'all turning this kind of shit into some a damn to a jig? <laughs> But I guess it was based off the play. The whole concept is crazy. It's like I don't know, man. But like I'm still I still got a ways to go. We'll talk about that Thursday. That'll be my inside the same brain. We'll talk about the color purple. I'll let y'all know that's coming, man. But for Perry Sharkey, next to me. For Kenny Stonefield behind the glass, man. It's been another good one. We about to slide up out of here, y'all, and we out. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.